Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Touch the person next to you say, listen, God is going to do something great this morning. Come on. Man, I'm, I, God is just pouring some things in my spirit lately. I was in Brazil. I went to Brazil with Pastor for the March for Jesus. Amazing march. Five million people marching saying Jesus is the King of Kings. But beforehand, I was there and I, I was able to preach at a, a few churches, my hometown. And the thing that God has been speaking to me lately is about holiness. Man, we're living in a world that it's, it's a mess. <laughs> I've been telling my son, Gabe, he's 16. My, my son, he's kind of, he has an old soul. You know, he listens to old music, 80s, 70s. And I tell him, son, I'll tell you, that's the way to go. Because <laughs> nowadays it's boring. You know, what we say becomes very dangerous. I was in Brazil and some people were telling me, listen, be careful with the words that you will use in the pulpit. I'm like, okay, but these are common words, simple words. Well, now if you say something, you are homophobic. Or if you say something else, you're racist. Man, we can't have fun no more. And what I mean by that is this, with all the respect, it's becoming boring. Life lately has been boring. Because they're trying to stop us and they're trying to take away our freedom. But today I want to talk about something that we don't hear a lot. Thank God that we hear a lot here at this church. Our pastors, they, they do not compromise the word of God. This is something about Pastor Larry. He does not compromise the word of God and he speaks truth. And he says what needs to be said. And come on, let's praise God for this. You know, but a lot of churches nowadays, they don't talk about holiness. What they're saying is, love is love. (laughs) I can do whatever I want. And we're living under the grace. Yes, we are under the grace and salvation was given for free. But God still says, I seek those that are being holy like I am. Many preachers, I was in Brazil, somebody asked me, what do you think about Justin Bieber? And they were asking me all these other artists that they sing uh, Christian music at the same time they're doing secular music. I said, listen, I believe that the intention of their hearts, they're trying to go after God. But unfortunately, they're being mentored by some pastors out there that all they do is preach grace. You can do whatever you want. I believe the intention of their hearts, it's right. They're trying. But listen, God is calling us right now to walk a different life. Hebrews 12, 14 says this, pursue peace with all and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Listen, Paul writes a letter to the Hebrews and he advises and informs them that it's important to understand the requirement to see God. This requirement is nothing but the essence of God for his worship by heavenly beings that are bowing before him and saying, holy, 
holy. Revelation 4, 8 says that they're bowing before God and saying, holy, holy, holy is the God almighty. Listen, we're taking too much of our time to do the things that does not glorify God. But God is calling us back to walk in, in the essence of holiness, to walk in righteousness and know that he wants to use you for this time. God is holy. It cannot be changed. This is a pertinent exhortation for these days. Listen, what we're seeing right now is when all moral principles have been abandoned in favor of I am free. (laughs) That's what they're doing. They're abandoning all moral principles to say I am free and I can just do, I can party all week long and and I can come to church on Sundays. This is wrong. Sin is a sin. You know, (laughs) lawlessness is the new thing that we're hearing right now. People are distancing themselves from God and embracing the world. I want to say this holiness has a price, sanctification comes at a cost, which means renunciation from all the things that comes from the world. What we're getting fed most of the times is the things that are on CNN. (laughs) We're turning on our TV and getting fed with things that does not glorify God. How do you want to live a life making change? How do you want to live a life full of transformation and miracles if you're opening the door to things that does not glorify God? Walking in holiness means that you are... Not getting contaminated with the things of this world. James 4.4 4 says this. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? If I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world. That means you make yourself an enemy of God. I have chosen to be a friend of God. And an enemy of the world. That's what we're supposed to do. First Peter 1.16 says this. It is written, be holy, for I am holy. Be holy. You know, I don't know if you remember, it's probably a year now, the pastor preached a series of messages. And the thing that he talked about was rapture or revival. How many of you remember this? We haven't seen the rapture yet. That means we're walking into that season of revival. But the only way for you to see revival is that you must be connected with him. You must be walking in holiness. You must get yourself away from the things of the world. The things that brings pleasure to our flesh. That's the only way that we will see revival. But unfortunately, many are no longer seeking revival. Many are no longer seeking holiness. Being holy doesn't mean being religious. Because there's a lot of religious people out there. Oh, You don't have to show what you are. What you are is just there. That's how God created you to be. Listen, I'm a guy. I like being funny. It's just every little big. They're they're funny. There's there's something about being big. It just makes me, you know, I, I, I love being funny. I love joking. I love being a jokester. You know? It's just, a, it's just a happy spirit inside of me. You know, the way I look here, it matters, okay? But it does not change what God called me to be. 
We have to live our lives to God. You know, years ago, there's an evangelical researcher. His name is George Barna. He did a research in the United States, States, and he said that 80% of Americans call themselves Christians, but only 4% are really those that are seeking the Lord the way they're supposed to. Man, that's a scary number. You know why? Because people are not walking holiness. They're not seeking righteousness. That's because during the week, you're cussing people. During the week, you're flipping your finger. During the week, you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. And then on the weekends, oh, I'm holy. We are to go back to the essence of holiness. We are to be like our God. If you want to see miracles, seek God first and everything else will be given to you. That's what we need. Open your Bibles with me, if you can. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 12. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 12. Let me kind of describe the story here. Jesus is with his disciples. And they ask him, Jesus, tell us about the end times. How is it going to be? Jesus looks at them and says, listen, nobody knows the day or the hour. The only thing I know is that you will hear rumors of war. What's happening now? You will hear a lot of false prophets preaching the wrong message. What are we seeing? False prophets. You will hear about earthquakes. So many things are happening. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples. And then he looks at them and says, listen, it's like birth pain. Any mothers in the house? Anyone? Raise your hand if you're a mother. Did it hurt when you were giving birth to your child? Man, it hurt. I I remember seeing my wife, not me, guys. Come on. (laughs) She was screaming, push, push. It was like, man, it was devastating for me to see what was happening. And Jesus is doing a parallel here with the end times and birth pain. And I don't know about you, but I feel like we're in that season right now. (laughs) We are in that season right now. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 12 says this. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Listen to this part. Because... Of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. The love of most will grow cold. Who's Jesus talking about? Is he talking about the people in the world? He's talking about the church. If I say that a few of you here in this church like Texas barbecue, what would that percentage be mathematically? A few of you. 15% of you like barbecue, Texas barbecue. But if I say half of you, what's that percentage? 50%, right? Now, if I say most of the people here in this church, they love Texas barbecue, what that percentage be? 
9 to 75, 80%. What Jesus is saying here, the love of most, 80, 90, 95% of people will grow cold. Listen, why? Because they're turning their TV to the things from this world and they're listening to the things that are coming through the radio and now listening to the things that are coming from his word. Most of them, their love will grow cold. I don't want to be a part of that statistic right here. I want to be a part of the fewers that are sick in God and the spirit and truth and holiness, walking and knowing that he is for me and he fights my battles. Jesus is referring to the church. No wonder why so many are stopping seeking holiness. The love of most will grow cold. I think about my grandparents. I only have a grandmother that's still alive. I, she, to this day, when I see her, she's like, son, I don't know what's going on with the world. <laughs> Some of our grandparents are not here no more. Thank God. <laughs> it's a scary world. You know, Jesus is talking about us Christians. I don't know if you understand what's happening right now, but perversion is outside in the world, but perversion is also inside the church. Kids at seven years old, they have access to pornography on their phones right now because parents are giving phones to their kids when it's not time yet. (laughs) And guess what? They're getting exposed to pornography. That's witness inside the church. The love for money. People killing people. That's what Jesus is saying. At the end times, the love of most will grow cold. And it doesn't happen from one day to the other. Oh, it just happened. No. Remember that story of the little frog that they put inside a pan and turned to water? And then he's just swimming, relaxing at the spa and then that water starts boiling and then suddenly he's dead and he didn't notice that that water was getting warmer, warmer and hotter by the second. It just don't happen like this. It's little things that we allow the enemy to do in our lives. We open doors that sometimes we don't even realize and he comes in and he sneaks in and he's trying to destroy you. You know why he's trying to destroy you? Because there's a purpose for your life. You know why he's trying to destroy you? Because he wants to take you from the path that God has for your life. Listen, you're not here by accident. If anyone ever told you, or oh, you're an accident. Oh, you were born out of a wetlock. Listen, the enemy is a liar. If you are alive today, there's purpose for your life. God has called you for something greater. This is like marriage. Any married couples in the house? Raise your hand if you're married. All the single people, raise your hand if you're single, actually. Come here, let me see. I feel like God is telling me I'm supposed to marry some of you today. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Let me see. Single people, come on, raise. I'll marry you with that person right there, right now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But listen, I kind of see this love growing cold like marriage. My wife and I, I remember when I first met my wife, I would call her and say, baby, I'm just calling to hear your voice. And we would spend 20, 30 minutes talking to each other, talking about nothing. (laughs) But just to listen to each other's voice. And then as year goes by, if we're not careful, let me say this. 
that first passion, that first, oh, I want to be with her, that goes away. And then what you need to do is to decide to love every day. Because when she met me, I was skinny. <laughs> Look at me right now. She probably saying to herself, man, I wish there was a return policy. <laughs> but there's no return policy. There's one policy. She chooses to love me every day. And that's how it is with our marriage, our, 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 our relationship with God. He never changed. But if we're not cautious enough, if we don't take, listen, responsibility of the things that we do, we would distance ourselves from God. The love of most will grow cold. The love of most will grow cold. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of the most. I've chose, listen, what God has been saying to me lately is Wanderson, seek holiness. And what he's also telling me, and this is for you too, get out of the four walls and preach the gospel. We got no more time to waste. You're not here just to put your car on autopilot and navigate through. No, no, listen, be in charge of your car. I love driving manual cars. Be in charge of your life with God telling you what to do. You know, he's saying, seek holiness, but also go and preach the gospel. Let me give you three reasons today why our love grows cold. If you're writing, if you're taking notes, I want to give you three reasons today why our love grows cold. The first one is sin. Sin is anything that you put before God. Some people, they love their kids more than they love God. That's a sin. Some people, they love their wives or spouses more than they love God. That's a sin. Some people, they love their jobs. Actually, let me go further. Some people, they love their ministry more than they love God. I was born and raised in church. My father, an AG pastor. So when you were born and raised in church, you become a PK, right? Pastor's kid that knows most of the times to do everything. That you know how to preach, you know how to sing, you know how to play an instrument. You can be doing so much for God and being so away from God. And God does not get impressed with that. God is not impressed with all the work you're doing if you're not taking time to walk in holiness and righteousness. It's just the way it is. Hebrews 12, 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us, let us run with perseverance the race that marked us out. Listen, throw off that sin. Sin would separate you from God. We're in Texas. Everybody here carries guns. <laughs> right? It took me a while to get accustomed to this. I'm like, I come from Brazil, you know. I, I've been here since the age of 10. But then getting to Texas, man, everybody packing. I'm like, man, that's scary. But now I own a gun. Ooh. 
I overcame fear because true love cast out all fear. <laughs> and I know I need to be ready to defend my family. But listen, let's say that I go to Brazil or I was traveling with my son. I did a, a, a father-son trip to Europe. Let's say that I was there and I find this girl from France and then this other girl from England. And I call my wife and say, baby, I love you. You know how much I love you. But you've been working a lot lately. So I found these other two beautiful girls that I'm bringing home. Okay? Guess what? You will still be number one. You don't have to worry about a thing. You will still be number one. But now we have number two, which is from Italy. And then we have number three from England. That means you don't have to wash dishes every day. She's going to wait for me to come home. She's going to open the door and say, welcome. And she's going to have my 12. <laughs> she's going to have my, she's going to shoot me. Come on, baby. Boom, boom, boom. She's going to kill me and the two other women. Why? Because she would not divide me with anything else. Because I'm hers. And that's how God is. A lot of times we want to be with God and with sin. But he's saying, listen, I created you to be with me. <laughs> Don't give yourself into sin. I want you to be a part of what I created you to be in this world. I want to bless you. I want to walk with you. I want to show every step of the way. Listen, it is time for us to go back to the essence of holiness. It is time for us to say no to sin. Oh, no, but I want to still watch that show. Uh. Come on, the one that gives you life. Do this. Take a deep breath. Do you see the air? No, but he's the one that gives you air. And he's saying, be obedient. Walk in holiness and righteousness. Can't you just say no to sin? God is a jealous God and he will not have other gods before him. The second thing that separates you from God is lack of interaction. You don't spend time with God. There's got to be interaction. In your marriage, there's got to be interaction. There's got to be communication. You know, a lot of people, they divorce because of lack of communication. They don't know how to communicate with each other. You know, and a lot of people don't know how to communicate with God. You know, God wants you to spend time with him. Spending time with him is critical for you to be close with him. Let me give you a little, let me do my commercial here. Life groups. We can't do it by ourselves. We need to be a part of a life group. We need to be a part of something that God is doing among the body of Christ. There will be a time where we're not going to be able. They try to do this during COVID. There will be a time that we're not going to be able to be united here in this building. So they come to our house, take our 12 gauge. (laughs) But hey, you are invited to my house. (laughs) It is time for us to be united. This thing with COVID was to bring segregation. If you're watching right now, listen, pastor says it all the time. Come on, get your butt out of that couch, come to church. We need the fellowship. 
Listen, we need to be with each other. Lack of interaction with God and God's people will separate you. Your love will grow cold. We need to remind ourselves sometimes. We get so busy with things that we forget that God wants to spend time with us. We get so busy with life that we forget that God wants to say certain things to us in a very intimate way that only you and him knows and that is the way that he's going to take you to the next step, take you to the next level. But we're so busy, we don't have time for him. I heard this pastor, he was a youth pastor, and I heard him sharing this, this, this uh, story, and I thought it was like amazing, funny. He said he was a youth pastor at a big church here in the United States. And one time, it was his day to be at the church. You know, if anyone had an emergency, anyone wanted to see the pastor, he would be the one there just to counsel people. This couple came in. They walked in, and they told the secretary, I want to see the senior pastor. And the secretary said, the senior pastor's not here today. We have our youth pastor that's here. No, we want to see the senior pastor. No, no, he's not here today. I do have somebody that can see you, and you guys can sit down and talk to him. So, all right, if we got no choice, let's just go sit down with this young kid. So they sat down in front of this young pastor, and the lady start just complaining. And she says, you know why we're here today, pastor? Because I cannot, I can't take this man anymore. You know, he's just talks too much. He's just always out of the house. He's always working. He never has time for uh, me or my kids. It's just crazy. When he's home, he's always on his computer. He's always interacting with other things other than ourselves. And then this guy looks at the pastor saying, would you want to be married to this woman that talks like this? She's nonstop. (laughs) That's why I'm not home most of the times. And the pastor's just listening like, what? I got myself into it. <laughs> and then the lady looks back and says, listen, let me say this. You see this car keys? She was driving a nice Mercedes. She said, I never asked you to work so much to give me this car. I never asked you to work so much to give me the nicest house in the neighborhood. I never asked you to work so much to have my kids in the bascoos in this neighborhood. All I asked you was that you would be with me and my kids. Time, spend time. This guy couldn't say anything else because she was only asking him for his time. Listen, what God is saying today, all I want is your time. You are busy with so many things that makes no sense. You're getting yourself in so many things that he's not asking for it. All he's asking from you is give me time so I can speak with you. Interaction. If there's no interaction, it will separate you from God. People don't pray no more. Oh, because I got a busy life. Listen, you can be driving your car and praying. (laughs) Oh, I got a busy life. They only fast when they want to lose weight. (laughs) No, that's not how you do it. Oh, I can't fast food. It's okay. Fast social media. <laughs> Do something. Now, God is watching from above and say, come on, son, I'm trying hard here, but do your part. Listen, God will always interfere. He will always come in when there's nothing else that you can do. 
Do what you can do in the natural. When there's nothing out there you can do in the natural, that's when God acts in the supernatural. But if you're not doing anything, he's not going to help you. Take time to be with the Lord. Fasting, it's important. Praying is important. Those are things that will separate you from the Lord. We're so busy. We're so busy that a lot of times we don't have time for God. There was this old, older couple. It was like 90 driving his old truck F-150 going back to the farm. His wife was sitting close to the door, passenger door, and she looks at him and says, baby, I remember when we first got married. Man, he used to hug me. You would be driving, holding the wheel, and, and just have me in your arms. And then he looks back at her and says, listen, baby, I'm still behind the wheel. <laughs> I have not moved. You were the one that distanced yourself from me. Come back here, baby. <laughs> you know, what happens a lot of times is we get ourselves distance, dis- distancing ourselves from God. God has not moved. He's still sitting on the throne. He is still God. He is a God of holiness. And he's saying, come back here, son. I want you. But we put ourselves in situations because we push ourselves away from God. And the third thing that also separates you from God is people that are offended. Offenses. So many people, they get offended with pastor because of things he says. (laughs) Come on, grow up. (laughs) We cannot live like little babies. Oh, I don't like. Listen, the world is the way it is because many kept their mouths shut. And the one thing that I'm learning from my pastor is he is a man, you know, and he's not afraid of anything. He needs to say what needs to be said and doesn't matter what others think. Take me to jail. <laughs> Listen, we are seeing our kids in Brazil right now. I was, I was talking to some parents. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. This is, this is scary. Little girls, 10 years of age, saying, oh, if I like girls, I'll stay with girls. If I like boys, I'll stay. Come on. That's demonic. That's because our our church, we kept our mouth shut for so many years. It is time for us to rise up and not be offended with the things that are being said. God is telling us, God is telling us right now, say it. Say it. God is telling Pastor Larry, say it. And don't you be offended with Pastor Larry or myself or whoever it is. But offenses will separate you from God. A lot of times you get offended because somebody didn't say hi to you. Come on, grow up. They're not even thinking of you. They're busy with a situation. They might be going through something. They lost a, a family member or something. They're not thinking of you right now. It's not because they wanted to ignore you. Those offenses will separate you from God. It will stop feeling God. Oh, I lost so-and-so, this person. I just, last week we were in Brazil. One, uh, I used to work for Christ for the Nations. I was there for 10 years. And a person that used to work for me, a former a secretary, a admin secretary that I had, 
Four years ago, she lost a baby at four months old. And then just last week, her daughter, five years of age, died. They found a tumor in her stomach. And within hours, she was dead. Five years of age. She lost one. Two years before this, four months old. Two years later, this other one dies. And I just saw a post of her the other day saying, listen, that does not change who God is. <laughs> I mean, it takes courage and boldness for you to say this. I remember my daughter dead in front of me after a, a, a near drowning accident. It takes boldness for you to look at your child that you don't have anymore, that God took back home and say, God's still God. God knows what he's doing, and I trust you. I'm not going to be offended with you, God. I just trust you. There's a purpose for this. I might not understand today, but you are doing something great, and I will worship you. I will praise you. I will glorify you. I will live my life for you. Listen, it takes courage. It takes courage for you to have this bold statement. Pastor from Bethel Church just lost his wife. That Sunday he was preaching an amazing fire message. It takes boldness. But we get offended with God because God knows everything. He knows the day you were born. He knows everything that's happening right now. And he knows the future. Listen, don't argue with God. Stop being offended with God. Stop being offended with your brother and sister. Stop being offended with the church. Stop being offended with pastors. Listen, just live for God. Live for God. You don't want to be a part of those that their love is growing cold. Many are dying spiritually because of little things, little foxes. We don't have time to waste no more, church. And it's time for us to go back to the essence of holiness. I know sometimes life can be hard. But we make ourselves also, we get ourselves in trouble too sometimes. We try to blame everything on the devil. (laughs) But sometimes you are the devil inside of you. (laughs) Oh, it's the devil. Listen. If you obey God's order, things will go the way you're supposed to. But you want to live your dreams instead of living God's dreams. It is time for us to make a change. Rise up, church. Pastor's been saying every Sunday, man, I, I love listening to Pastor Lear, his message. And he's always, Pastor, he's always getting us excited. He's always saying positive things and he's always telling us to speak truth. He does not compromise the word of God. Listen, it's time for us to not compromise. What is right, it's right. They're trying to say what is right, it's wrong. No, what is right, it's right. And we're supposed to stand in the word of God and walk the way it's supposed to be. Stop. We can't live our lives just the way we're living our lives. It is time for us to make a change and take a stand for the word of God and do what we're supposed to do. Rapture didn't happen yet. That means it's revival, but revival only comes with those that are seeking holiness. It is time for us, church, to walk into different places like Walmart, receive downloads from God, and God brings salvation right there and then. A lot of times we don't see it. 
Because our love has grown cold. But today I want to invite you to be different. You know, Mark 6, in the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 51, 52. Jesus walks on the water. Let me kind of just tell you what happens here. Jesus and his disciples, they were doing ministry for many days and they were tired. And they say, Jesus, man, we need, we need food. We need to rest. We're tired. And Jesus say, let's do it. Then suddenly Jesus sees a multitude and he say, now, hey, <laughs> I got to take a little bit of my time now and minister to this multitude of people that are here right now. Listen, this is a very, I want you to understand this is very important. Why did miracles happen? Because of compassion. Jesus always had compassion on the people. He was ready to go rest and then he's like, no, 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 no. I see them over here. Let's just stop here and minister to them. People don't have compassion no more. They see you, you fall down, they walk over you. You want to see miracles? Have compassion. So Jesus sees it, and then you know the story. He goes there and he multiplies bread and fish, right? And then the disciples go. They're in the boat right now. Jesus goes to pray, and then suddenly he's walking on water. He's coming. There's a storm going on. And then this, this is what it says. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, but this version doesn't have what a... Their hearts were heartened. They were upset with Jesus because Jesus said, we're going to do this now. But then Jesus had compassion on the people and he said, no, let me do this first. They were upset with Jesus. So they were scared. They were, their, hearts, their hearts were heartened. It's, it's okay. Sometimes it happens. But don't stay there. <laughs> don't stay there. Move on. Grow up. <laughs> Jesus is telling us today, grow up. Move on and seek holiness. Go back to the essence of holiness. Holiness. I feel that these three things have separated us from God. Sin, lack of interaction, and offenses. But today I want to challenge you. We've been challenged every Sunday. Listen, sometimes I feel like I want to just grab people by their neck and come on, wake up. Uh! <laughs> sometimes just, oh, I'm sorry, that's my flesh. <laughs> that's not coming from God. But sometimes that's how I feel. Because it's like pastors being saying it. The message being preached and we're like just uh, in our comfort zone. And guess what? If you're not careful, you will be a part of those that their love will grow cold. I don't want to be a part of those that their love are growing cold. I want to be a part of the fewers that are hot, <laughs> excited, <laughs> jumping. I can be 70, 80, 90 years old. I still want to be able to jump for God. Sometimes I'm back there. I, I don't like sitting because I like jumping, man. I like excitement. <laughs> No, this old guy walked into a church 
And there was this youth pastor also preaching. And he was so full of energy. He was preaching. He was screaming. You know, power of God. And then this old guy walks to him. He's like 90 some years of age. He says, son, let me give you a little insight. I've been a, I've been a Christian for over 65 years. You're jumping over there. You don't need to jump. God sees you. He's not blind. And then he says, son, let me tell you something else. After so many years of being a Christian, I've learned that you don't have to scream because he's not deaf. He hears. <laughs> this guy looked at him and said, Jesus, if I'm supposed to be a grumpy old man like them, kill me right now. Because <laughs> I want to jump. I want to be excited in the house of the Lord. I want to live for you. I want to make a difference. I want you to stand right now with me. I want you to glorify God. Praise him wherever you go. Listen, don't let your love grow cold. You don't want to be an old grumpy grandpa or grandma. You want to be on fire for God. It is time for us to be on fire for God. It is time for us to make a difference. Listen, God will use you in the universities. God will use you at your school when they're telling you you're homophobic. No, I'm just telling what the word says. God created a man and woman and he brought them together don't allow the devil to dictate your life I want you to commit yourself listen I don't have to bag you pastor don't have to bag you to say the things that are supposed to be said and this time we've got no more time to waste church I don't know about you, but this is the end times. This is birth pain. That's how I'm feeling right now. You know, things are getting worse and worse. Are we just going to sit there and see people dying? Going to hell because you never said what was supposed to be said? God is depending on you. Listen, God has called each one of you to make a difference. And he wants to use your life. I say this a lot. Sheep give birth to sheep. We want pastor to grow the church. It's not his thing to grow the church. It's us to go and multiply. He's here as the pastor to take care of the sheep. Don't you love what God is doing in your life? So why are you keeping it to yourself? It is time for us. To make a difference. Take a stand and not allow our love to grow cold. Go back returning to the essence of holiness. God is calling you this morning to return to him. To the essence of holiness. I want every eyes closed right now. Bow your heads. God is saying, listen son, daughter. (laughs) There's a calling in your life. You might not see it. You might not understand what I've called you for. But there's a calling. You're not an accident like people say out there. I have fearfully made you with my hands, God is saying, for such a time as this. Return to me. Let us be what God wants us to be, church. Be on fire for him. Yeah. 
He never changed. He's always there. Don't be like that old lady that pushed herself away towards the door. Push yourself towards God. And then you will see, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. He wants to bless you. He wants to honor you. He wants to protect you and your family. He wants to give his best to you. But he wants first you to say, I want to be like you, God. If today, this morning, you want to commit yourself to going back to the essence of holiness, I'm going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to be bold here. I want you to come forward right now. If that's you, come forward. I want to pray with you. I'll be the first one here. Come on. If you are bold enough, Jesus was bold enough to give his life on the cross of Calvary. He said, listen, here I am, Father. (laughs) My desire... (laughs) It's my desire to save them. And Jesus was bold enough. If that's you, listen, don't close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes, bow your heads. Don't don't worry about what others are thinking right now. Just come. Let's go back to the essence of holiness. Let's be like him. Let's seek him. Let's get closer to him every day. Let's watch our thing, the things that are coming into our lives. If there's anybody else, come, come. I'm going to give you two more minutes. I'm not going to insist, but I want to give you two more minutes. We don't have to bag you. It's just who we're supposed to be. (laughs) This is who God called us to be. Walk in the calling of God for your life. Come on. Come closer. Make room for those that are still coming. Come on. Let's return to the essence of holiness. Be holy, for I am holy. That's what says the Lord. Oh, all types of love, man, it's it's permissible. No, that's not what God is saying. God is saying, be holy because I am holy. There's a new season for our lives. We're walking into the season that pastor's been saying of revival. But the only way to see revival is by walking in holiness. This is a house of miracle. We've seen what happened to baby lion. We've seen what happened to Pastor Tis. This is the place. It's going to be like a magnet. They will drive here in the freeways and the highways, and they're going to come here and see what's happening in this place. Revival is showing up in this house because we are seeking God. Are you ready? Come on, worship. Sing for a little Holy, 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 holy is the King of Kings. God is here this morning. God is speaking to you this morning. Don't run away from what God is telling you to do.
There will be times that Pastor Larry won't be there. There will be times that I won't be there. Pastor Nancy, Pastor John, Pastor Scott, Pastor Lydia, our youth pastors. It's you. (laughs) But you will only make it if you spend time with the Lord. (laughs) There will be times that it would take us for prison for the things we're saying. You will only make it if you spend time with the Lord. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. We're not hearing this message everywhere. We're hearing here with Pastor Lear and Pastor Tis. But people are preaching, oh, go live your life. We're under grace right now. Listen, yes, we are under grace. He's giving us salvation. But we still must walk in holiness. I challenge you today to go home. Examine yourself. What are the things you're listening to? What are the things you're doing? What are the things that your eyes are seeing? Those are entry doors. (laughs) Examine yourself. And remember, be more like God. Be holy because I am holy. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate Jesus?